Perfect, now I have your numbers. Thanks. Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. I don't know. I I kind of I thought it would be cool to talk about your boat stuff, but I don't know if you talk about that publicly. Yeah, man, I can talk about it. Have Have uh, you told your audience about it? Um. Yeah. The kind of. Probably haven't talked about it in a while, so I should bring it back up. Um, did some and isn't podcasts. that like a huge? Isn't that like a huge part of your revenue? Or no? It used to be. Um, I was doing those trips like almost every month, and uh, I'd bring guys out and they'd participate and whatnot. But then I kind of got a little bit burned out from doing them. Just too many drugs and <laughs> too many crazy <laughs> fucking like you know run-ins with different sort of problems like it's crazy the shit that can go wrong on those trips like girls crashing atvs almost dying getting raided by the fucking coast guard in the south of france um <laughs> it's all sorts Jesus. of shit but i learned so much about social dynamics in the process of um you know just going on trips being surrounded by like 15 to 20 of the craziest party girls managing you know, all of those factors. Dude, that just sounds like you're managing an unmanageable group of people. Oh yeah. It's a circus and it's, it's totally unmanageable. If, if someone doesn't get seriously injured or die, you can say the trip was a success. <laughs> <laughs> and even though it was bringing in, you know, some revenue overall, it was, it wasn't like a, uh, a business model that was like profitable long-term. Yeah. That makes sense. You have really high expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a trip would cost on average, you know, depending what you do, you know, if we did Maldives where we'd rent this yacht, we did that trip like four or five times, you know, just the yacht alone was 40 or 50 K and you got to pay for flights, which is a thousand bucks per flight. So that's 20 flights. So, you know, you get up into like the 80,000, hundred thousand euro range pretty fast. And even if you have, you know, five dudes dropping, 25 or 30 g's you're barely covering expenses so yeah i just thought it was such an interesting example of like how to provide value for everyone in a way that's like so crazy it's like you put it together so you're creating you're handling this like nightmare of logistics essentially and then you have like the photographer who brings the girls right or you i guess as well and then you have the guys who want to come for the girls and they finance the trip they bring their money and it's just like you put all the, and then the yacht and then the experience and you like put all those things together and wrap it in a nice bow. And it's like, I just thought that was such a cool, like entrepreneurial activity, even though it obviously is not the best, most profitable. <laughs> it's definitely not the most profitable thing. I mean, it's just, it's just not scale. But it's fun, but it's so fucking fun. It's yeah. um, not everything has to be to, for the end uh, exactly. money result. Right. Exactly. And, um, I have some buddies who, who kind of ran with the idea. I don't know if you've seen the tilted brand, um, Liam and Alex, the guys from the natural lifestyle. Oh, is that what they're doing now? Yeah. So originally I got them involved in the, uh, you know, and, and me and my buddy Vitaly were doing these trips, N not the YouTube Vitaly, a different Vitaly, but they're actually friends mm -hmm. as well. And, um, you know, he was, he was the one originally doing all this crazy shit out here in Kiev. I went to, I met him at a random party and he invited me to his birthday party, 
um, after we hung out a few times. So I'm like, all right, where's the birthday party? He's like, it's in southern, southwestern Ukraine in the mountains. I'm renting a spa with like 20 bedrooms. 120 girls are coming and like, you know, 20 guys. I'm like, oh, all right. Sounds good. How do we get there? He's like, well, I rented a train, an old Soviet train, <laughs> the last three cars. And I've got like a, uh, you know, like an a Ukrainian folk band coming to like play in the train. So <laughs> that was hilarious. So if we take this train, it's a 12 hour ride to this spa. And then it was basically just like a ridiculous party slash, you know, orgies happening in different rooms and just nonsense. For, uh, and for you, uh, you over time, you got you've gotten desensitized to that, right? And you kind of like you realize that there's not, it's just like a fun thing to do. But then you you have a girlfriend now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in a monogamous relationship now, which um, shocks everybody. But yeah, you, you know, after after a while, like anything can get boring and old. Um, yeah. And I had so many like amazing experiences. Checked all that shit off the bucket list. Um, you know, a hundred times over, did the a threesome on a commercial airliner, just like ridiculous <laughs> shit that you like, you know, yeah. you don't even think to do. Um, and, and you realize then, it's excitement, but it's not fulfillment, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's fun and it's crazy and it's great for like storytelling. It's almost better in a sense. I was, I realized after a while, I was like, I'm getting more fulfillment by doing this shit and then talking about it with other dudes than I'm actually like, doing it like if there weren't other dudes yeah. i could talk about it with would i even do it and i'm like probably not so that's kind of a weird stupid reason to do it um so, so do you, do you think a, you're gonna have kids someday yeah for sure i mean that was kind of one of the reasons why i was getting kind of sick of that lifestyle as well um i'm 38 and you know i don't want to wait too long to have kids i don't want to be like the grandpa slash dad so mm -hmm. I figure by the time I'm like in my early forties be a good time to start. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, my parents were in a monogamous relationship, but they've been in a monogamous relationship ever since, you know, the last 41 years, same with my grandparents, all my aunts and uncles, no cheating, no, like, you know, just a really good family with like a solid structure. And, um, you know, at first I thought like, oh yeah, I can do the open shit and the swinging relationships. And then the more I kind of just watched those relationships deteriorate, I was like, you know, I think for it to have the best chance and to have like, you know, the best quality of life in your later years, I think monogamy, unless monogamy is probably the, just the most consistent way to go to have like sustained happiness. You're not going to have all the crazy fun and all that shit. But if you've had that, you know, you don't feel like you're missing out on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the reasons I think it's so important for young guys to learn game is that they, you should get all that out of your system so that you can like, you, you don't have to, you're not going to be a zombie chasing mirages, which is what most people are, right? They're like, I'll be happy when I get the money. I'll be happy when I have the crazy experiences. You've already done all that. And then yeah. you can like, you can like move on or depart from that. But all, did you feel like your hormones changed when you hit a certain age and you just started noticing that you were like able to think more clearly without it all being about sex? <laughs> Good question. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I've always had like a pretty high sex drive. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was partying a lot, you know, taking so much crazy shit, I would take Viagra all the time just to be able to, you know, function and 
and fulfill all the girls and, at the party. <laughs> it's um, that 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 didn't change anything either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess one thing I've noticed though, it's like the amount of partying you do and the amount of casual sex you have kind of makes you want to do it more. It like fuels it more. Um, mm-hmm. It's like if if I party and take ecstasy and fuck. It makes me want to do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. But if I take a week off, that craving or desire like goes back down to normal pretty fast. Yeah, so I think they call it the chaser effect. Yeah. It- yeah. It's like after you blow a load, you're like, fuck, I need to come again. I need to like fuck another girl. Right. <laughs> and when you're in those party environments, like, and the ratio is that stacked in your favor, you've got a three to one or a four to one ratio. And like the girl, there's, the girls just are, they're like, please fuck me. Like, it's the opposite dynamic. Whereas most guys experience life, which is like, you know, you know, I'm lucky to get some, some pussy or some ass, but like here it's, you know, you've got to literally fuck to keep people happy. And <laughs> yeah. If you don't, they won't come back to parties. Yeah. I, I've, the way I've dealt with that is just not coming. So I'll fuck the girl, but I'll literally tell her I can't come. And then I just, I just abstain for it because I, I've been in the same situation and it's like, and I like that that situation's better because you don't have to worry about things like no fab. You don't have to even consider yeah. that because your thing is just I'm having sex with real women, which is what your genes want. Dude, I have I have two questions for you. I have time for two more questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the other one was um what were the qualities of the, your girlfriend that made you choose her over over the other girls that you've been with? Good question. Um so after this was like probably around a year ago when I think I did the last party. Um, I was, I was always attracted to like the, the most outgoing fun kind of craziest girls. Um, But I had a series of like, it would always end up in a situation where I would I would either avoid the situation because I knew I was going to get like the shit kicked out of me, meaning like they would just basically like, you know, whatever, lose interest because of some other sort of partying thing. So I, I was the, the better I got almost the more sort of narcissistic girls I attracted. And, and obviously there's a direct correlation between narcissistic girls and hot girls, right? The hotter they are, the more crazy they are, like the less fucks they give as you were mentioning what on that scale, right? They, they're both craving adventures and they have a low sense. Yeah, of, they don't uh, care about you pretty much. They don't care. Exactly. So I kept on, you know, fucking a lot of those girls, but then falling in love with them and then being like, all right, Robbie, you know, better don't fall in love with this girl. She's, you know, she's bad news. This is going to end in sort of like me over investing and then her doing something to piss me off. Um, and then like some crazy experience, like I, I had just too many of those back to back to back. And, uh, the worst one culminated at burning man in like 2017 and, uh, I had this girl and, you know, we were having threesomes together and having all this fun. And, and then she went and like, fucked my friend, like in my RV. And <laughs> it's like, and at one at one point I was like, well, what do I expect? I was doing that shit to her as well. Like I was fucking her friends and just doing crazy shit, but I had this kind of double standard where it's like, Oh, it's okay if I'm doing it. Cause I'm the guy, which is just totally retarded. And then I was watching my buddy that I mentioned Vitaly, who was, 
he, he was just, he would do the same shit every time. He would f- find the hottest girl, he'd fall in love with her, and then she would do something heinous in his mind, like have sex with like a young model dude. And it would like totally break him. Like, dude, what do you expect? Like, <laughs> you know, you're, we're, we're finding just the most crazy party girls out there. Like you can't expect one of these girls to be mm-hmm. stable and like a good quality, trustable girlfriend. So I realized that, I needed to kind of remove myself from that environment to find a girl who was, you know, someone that you could actually like count on as a partner. Um, and it's funny cause I met my girlfriend actually through that environment in a roundabout way. She had gone, well, she didn't know what the trips were like. She was invited on a different trip. There's this thing called a uh, beauty pass or you princess, which is basically like if you're a hot girl, uh, they have beauty pass all over the U.S. You princess is just the one for Ukraine. If you're a beautiful girl, you can sign up for this thing. Basically, like restaurants will allow you to come and eat almost for free. Uh, you can get like gym passes, and and it's all for publicity for the for the restaurant. You know, they mm-hmm. get you post on Instagram that you're going there. They give you free check, free bill. So she kind of found out about the party scene that I was throwing through that environment. She went to a party, but she was like to, you know, this isn't really my speed. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't drink, she doesn't do any drugs. And um, she left the party. And then one of the girls that was her friend was at a different party that I was at. And she was really young. She was, uh, I think she was 17 when she came to the party and she was just kind of like overwhelmed by the whole thing. And there were all these guys trying to bang her. And I'm like, just hang out with me. Like, you know, I'm not going to try to bang you. Like, <laughs> I don't need to bang. Like, you know, and I, I was, she was shocked because I was one of the first guys that she met that wasn't just like a total, you know, wanted to fuck everyone sort of thing. And we developed a friendship and she was a really smart girl. And I, I allowed her to like, you know, help me with this t-shirt brand. And like, she was working for me and I met my girlfriend through her. And to go back to your question, what was really like attracted to her what i was really attracted to her was she had that fun crazy sort of party girl fun energy but without all the drama because she didn't do drugs because she didn't drink she wasn't looking for crazy experiences but she was like all of the benefits without all the downsides you typically get and did you did you find that the girls that were more like that had messed up family structures and does your girlfriend have like a great family behind her? She, she does. She has, she has a very loving family. She's close with both of her parents. They're, they're separated or they're divorced, I think, but um, you know, they're, they're still like friendly and, and she, you know, no daddy issues or anything like that. That's the biggest thing you see with a lot of these crazy party girls is daddy issues. Either they don't know their dad. And it's funny because the girls with the daddy issues typically are the kinkiest in bed, Totally. but that's just, that's just a trade-off. Yeah. And, uh, the other the other question I had for you was, um, what is the future for you look like? Are you going to be living in Ukraine? Are you going to get your citizenship there? Or are you going to move back to the U.S.? Or what, what are you planning for the future? So I have my uh, residence permit here. I've been here for about three years. And I also I thought you were there way longer. I thought you were there like a decade or something. I don't know. No, just since like 2016 was the first time. 2015, I came as a tourist. And then I kept coming back and then 2018 I moved here so um it's uh I love Ukraine I I think you know I'll probably spend most summers here um and I'd probably like to spend the rest of the year or probably six months half and half in the U.S. 
Uh, you know, I love San Diego. I love Southern California and I hate the Ukrainian winter. Like this year we went to Mexico and we were in Tulum and Playa del Carmen for four months to avoid the Ukrainian winter because my girlfriend doesn't have a visa. So in order to get her a visa, either we have to get married or have to try another route, like a business H1B visa, which I've been looking into. Um, but I think that's, that's probably the plan is to kind of split my time between both. I'm sure she'll want to, you know, spend some time in Ukraine and, and I love it here. And I've got other business here. I've, I've, uh, like a real estate investment portfolio here. I have a bunch of Airbnbs and I own some office space. Um, and I think Kiev, as far as like cities go, it's tough to beat, like, especially for an American and especially during like now with the pandemic and the fact that people can work remotely, you know, if you're, if you have a job for like, you know, a big tech company and you no longer have to show up to the office, you can move to Ukraine and you can get residency just by being like a tech worker. They've got the special deal for tech guys. Um, your cost of living here is like half or maybe a third of what it is in the big U.S. cities. Like it's a third cheaper to live here than it is in New York. So if you're the like, food, the food's really good there too. Food's good. Um, and it's just a great, so as I mentioned earlier, like if you suck with girls and you're using it as a way to like, kind of hack that you're still going to run into problems like Ukrainian girls are not easy. Um, you know, they're hot, but if you have no game and they're, and they're super smart, really smart, you know, they're going to know you're a sex tourist and, you know, you might have better luck. You might get a hotter girl here than you would in the U S but it's not going to be the girl you really want. Um, it'll be just like a sugar baby who's looking for a rich dude and you might have a hot girl, but you're not going to have like a loving relationship. She's not going to, you know, see you for dude that sh that shit makes me cringe it's like oh, they don't that's not real attraction or real love it's just like fake attraction to get something oh yeah it's just it's an arrangement you know and um so you see that a lot like you see the you see that stereotype like the gross old dude with the young hot girl and there's like you know that's not like <laughs> a real thing um but he's paying the bills and she's giving up the pussy so they're both they're both, I guess, content with that, but I don't think either are actually happy. So you can't, you know, so if that's, if, if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to move to Ukraine and hack my dating problems, like that doesn't work. But if you already have, you know, some game and you want to hack your finances, it's a really good move for that. Because uh, especially since you can get, if you spend more than 11 months outside of the U S or you have like a lease or residence, oh, yeah. you don't pay taxes on your first hundred K of uh, federal income. So that's a pretty big savings as well. So, yeah, I forget what the exemption that's called, but if you look up like 330 day uh, tax yeah. thing, is so you, find, you find it earned income exclusion or exemption. And uh, do, do you find that there's less like, are you able to make good local friends there? Or do you mostly make like friends that are like United States guys? It's like when I was oh. in Colombia, dude, it was just, it was very tough to make friends with local guys. Cause I didn't really have much in common with them. Like I'm running a business and they are like, I don't know, like delivering stuff on Rappi right. on their, on their scooters or whatever, you know, it's like, it was an app that you could use to like get deliveries and delivery food and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, you're way less likely to meet sort of the local guys that might be on your level. 
but I've met those guys through. So most of my friends, when I, when I came, um, were like other expats, other Americans or Canadians or, you know, dudes here for kind of the same reason. Um, and the cool thing is when you travel and you do that, you, you tend to meet a lot of like-minded dudes. Um, and those are great wingmen, great business partners, great friends. Um, but I also met a lot of cool local guys through some of the, the more like my, my business partner and main guy I mentioned Vitaly, he's an American, but he's, I mean, he's a Ukrainian who went to college in the U S and served in the army, but he's, he's a Ukrainian, like, you know, he's a local and he's lived here forever. So he, his network of local guys are like cool, you know, well-connected good dudes. So I, I have got a pretty, a pretty good balance 50, 50 of like cool local guys and cool international guys, but it took a while to build that, you know, it, it took about a year and a half to kind of build that social circle. And I, I think one other downside of, of dating outside the U S is just the, at least for me, I love to like, I love a girl that just gets my sense of humor, my wit and my like uh, references. And I feel like if, unless I meet a girl that's like, grew up in the u.s some somewhat she won't get it like this one girl i'm seeing she's she's lithuanian born until she was like nine and then moved to the u.s so she has like this really nice balance of like eastern european like femininity and family values mixed with like she gets like all my jokes all my references and she's funny as fuck and like witty what what is your take on that yeah no that's awesome to find a girl like that um yeah this is definitely something that you know, can be like a cultural mismatch a bit, you know, um, and the Eastern European culture, or you want to call it Ukrainian or Russian, like the humor is quite different. You know, Dude, like, I love Russia. I don't know what it is about it, but I love Russian's humor. Russian I, you know, that they, they there's, a, there's a YouTube don't like channel. American humor as much though. So that's uh, like my girlfriend, she always, she's like, I hate your stupid American humor. And <laughs> she gives me shit about that. Um, but, her, but, their humor is hilarious. Like she's just like such a ball buster and just constantly like, you know, giving people shit and, and making fun of people, which I love. I think that's great. Um, but if I try to see this her- channel 1420, it's called 1420. It's like this video is Russian women about their life goals. It's like 1.6 million views. Dude, it's just so fascinating. Like the, I, I think Eastern Europe is like a really solid spot, right? I, I, I don't know how, I don't know about the difference between Russia and Ukraine. Sorry to cut you off by the way, but <laughs> it's no, just like, they're smart girls. It's, it's, it's very like racially homogenous to a certain extent, which allows for like good cultural trust. Um, the women are smart. They're, they're intelligent. They're like the, at least in this Russian video, they seem really funny. Um, and they're, they have good family values and they're actually entrepreneurial focused. Like Russia is the number three country for female entrepreneurship in the world, even though the girls are super feminine, super family values as well, which for me is like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a full package with the girls here, which is, you know, because you'll find just like you said, you can find that girl who's like, you know, she's hot. She's also driven. <laughs> you know, she's funny. She's witty. She's entrepreneurial. Um, and there's a lot of girls over here like that, which is. You know, in the U.S., you've got I, I tend to either find girls that were, you know, they might be really driven, but that's because, you know, they like just had like a shitty childhood or something or for whatever reason. Or you found I've, I, I met a ton of American girls who are basically just like, you know, I call them 
you call them Japs, like Jewish American princesses, just spoiled oh, yeah. girls that, you know, that have, that have that entitled attitude. Like, you know, in the U.S., almost every girl thinks she deserves Prince Charming. You know, that's kind of the culture. And yeah. um, over here in Eastern Europe, like, you don't have that. You don't have that sense of entitlement. Um, and the, the dudes, on average, just don't take care of themselves. They don't have the same sort of drive. They're a lot lazier because there's so many beautiful girls and they can kind of afford to be. So it definitely, you know, when you come over, if you're a cool dude with the shit together, um, you're way more competitive in some of these other dating markets in Eastern Europe. So I, th I think that's changing a bit. I've noticed the, the local guys are kind of stepping it up quite a bit um, and becoming, you know, more like the Western dudes. Um, so, but now is like a, a sweet spot, I think, where you can still come over here and, and enjoy that. Yeah. Dude, this, this guy's channel is blowing up Kevin Samuels. He's like this, uh, like black dude who always wears a suit and he always talks about um he always talks about like that kind of stuff it's like like what are women offering because they, they want the world right yeah but what are they offering and like like you said it's now it's not just like we're not restricted to one country right you can essentially date anywhere and learn about a place so yeah for you you've made that decision already right you're gonna put a baby in your ukrainian <laughs> girlfriend so yeah i mean it's it's cool too i mean i always one thing i told myself when i moved here is i'm like you know when i started doing the trips and the trips were were kind of hugged out of kiev like most of the girls we would bring were from ukraine i brought some american girls along and western europeans or you know i had a ton of you know girls from all over um i also had model houses in la new york miami um so we had a huge you know we had girls from everywhere but the, the trips were most fun with the mostly Ukrainian girls. A lot of the time we bring American girls or we bring, you know, other girls and they like, they didn't quite vibe with all the Ukrainian girls because of the language barrier or whatever. Um, usually they love them, but we just found it was, you know, best to kind of do the trips out of here. And my partner was here. So I'm like, why am I living in the U S when I have this like amazing social circle over there? Like what's keeping me from just, moving there i'm like well really just my dog how to get my dog over there so i turned him into a fake service dog an emotional support dog and figured out which airlines i could get him over there with because i was <laughs> put him in cargo um and then i just kind of moved here not expecting really to stay but fell in love with the culture and i'm like i'm gonna live here until i learn fucking russian because one of the big things for me was like i learned spanish growing up but i sucked at it i like i felt like language was just something i couldn't get and I'm like, no, fuck that. Even if it's hard, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I'm not moving away from, you know, Eastern nice. Europe until I'm fluent in Russian. So Dude, it's pretty... that gun to the head mindset. That's, yeah. that's what gets people results. It's like, I'm going to figure this shit out or I'm going to fucking die. Totally. <laughs> and yeah. you realize, you realize it's a lot easier to pick up the language than, than you think. Yeah. It's uh Russian's a tough language, but you know, is, just, yeah. just, you know, it just takes time. You know, you got a tutor. I, I heard that you can never become fluent in Russian, like a native speaker, just due to the, how complex the grammatical structures are. So you could probably communicate with everyone pretty well, but you won't be able to like fully understand Russian and speak full Russian because the grant, they have like so many forms for everything. Right. Oh, uh, there's, yeah, there's like nine conjugations for every verb. 
like six in the present and then three in the past and the future. But I do know there's like this, this one dude who's got a YouTube channel. He's like an American black dude who speaks unbelievable Russian, like better than any Russian speaker. Um, and so like whenever my girlfriend showed it to me and whenever she shows that to other people, everyone's like blown away. Like what the fuck this guy <laughs> yeah. speaks unbelievable. So, so yeah, I don't know, maybe not some of the nuances or the cultural stuff or the slang that you're talking about, but, but yeah, if you put in enough time, you can, you know, you can get there. But yeah, for me, it's been, it's been, le- I've been learning for three years and I'm like maybe a five or six year old. So it's, it's fucking hard, but I'm an idiot when it comes to language. I don't know. My brain just doesn't get it as easily as other things, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm so fascinated by people who they like, you're definitely a guy who wants to optimize life. Right. And oh, yeah. like how you chose to like leave the game. So quote unquote, that's way more fascinating to me than just learning like some game stuff. Cause anyone can approach a girl. Anyone can basically get laid, but it's like, how do you ultimately have it all like with the fucking girl of your dreams basically. And like, and I, it's really nice to hear that you want to have kids because dude, so many people get in the game, you talk to them and they don't want kids. They have no plans to have kids. And it's just like, so like, it's like you're getting, you're practicing so much to do something that you're never act- going to actually fully do, which is like have right. uh, reproduced with someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's like, you're practicing all this to fuck. And what's yeah. the point of fucking? to reproduce so i guess it's fun in the moment but like yeah long yeah. term yeah when i'm 65 i'm definitely not going to be out gaming or something you know yeah i feel bad for those guys that are doing that um you know you, you can just see like you, i mean i don't know you can never really know for sure but they just don't like these older guys that are chasing pussy and like that's kind of all they have it, it just can't be that fulfilling of a life compared- dude i want i want to give it i want to give it up and i'm 27 yeah <laughs> it's uh people, I mean, people my old, age throughout history would have already had like grandchildren or something you know maybe oh, not yeah. that extreme but you know it's like they, people used to get married when they're 15 totally you know I, I look at i look at my grandpa both my grandparents my dad and they're like you know they just seem very content they've got their family around they had their kids like yeah nothing is better than if you have like if, if you have a cool wife and you raise your kids they're gonna be just like you and you probably want to hang out with people like you Right. And that's like basically people find friends to find like a family. Like, you know, once you kind of leave your family and go to go to university or college, whatever, like your your friends become your family. And then at some point you want to start a family and that family is going to be pretty fucking dope because it's going to be little use. And then you get to hang out with those people all day. Like that sounds good to me. Otherwise, yeah, you're like you're like creating a dynasty. Yeah. And you're to think about it. Totally. And it's like, how do you want to spend the time, you know, when you're older, right? Because like, you're not if, if you if you got the money situation handled, and you've got, you know, you're you have decent health, and everything's good. It's like, you just want to spend your time around people you enjoy spending time with. Yeah, I, I literally do not get people to say like, they're smart, cool, like, successful people who never want to have children. And I, I, I think the exact same thing. It's like, the idea of being a 55 year old man, unmarried single with no kids that sounds so depressing to me i i literally can't, i can't even like hold it too much in my mind <laughs> yeah man it's like what the fuck would you do like either even if you're like so focused on making money or if maybe if your purpose is like changing the world and putting some you know a man on mars or whatever even if you got that shit going on 
like you still want people to share that with you still want a partner by your side, especially like if you get sick or, you know, your health deteriorates, if you're just like alone or you're like hoping your wingman buddy who you pick up girls with on your yacht is going to give a fuck about you. Like, I don't think so. (laughs) You're in for like a really shitty end of life experience by doing that. shit. Yep. Yeah. And that's like a good framework to not regret things. The regret minimization framework. You just look at your life when you're 80 and think like, what would I have done differently? Yeah. Cool, man. I think that's a good note to leave it off. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I, I appreciate the questions. These are great. Um, good shit. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm like that, that there's like one quiz. It's a uh, hexaco. It's the most, this is the most science backed one. It's called hexaco. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I'm like five out of five in inquisitiveness, inquisitiveness on that. So I could ask you questions until the end of time, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta wrap it at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll have to do it again. It's been fun. Like, comment, subscribe, share with your mom, share with your dad. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.